Hi everyone, Jim here. I just wanted to give you a quick heads up that the audio quality on my track for this week's show isn't up to the standards that we're used to providing. For some reason, Skype changed the input source from this microphone to using my laptop's built-in mic instead. So, as a result, my audio sounds kind of roomy, kind of boomy. I think it's it's more than intelligible and it should be fine. But you'll definitely notice a difference, and I apologize for any frustration or inconvenience with that. Note to self for the future, always, always, always check your Skype hardware settings before you sit down to record what is otherwise, I think, a really good episode of Nerd Novice. So I'm sorry again for the inconvenience, and I hope you enjoy the show. This is episode 14 of Nerd Novice. I'm Jim. I'm Megan. Here it is, book club. Book club. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh my God. So did you do any like external reactions to this book? Like did you scream or cry or gasp or cheer or anything out loud? I did a, a lot of expletive deleted, that's for sure. Yeah. So did I. Yeah. I definitely gasped a couple times. Yeah. So for those who, who maybe haven't followed previous episodes of the show or, or didn't know what was coming up in, in this week's edition, today we are talking about the first book in A Song of Ice and Fire, A Game of Thrones by George Railroad Martin. <laughs> and we this is our, our second time visiting the book because the first... The first time we, we did a book club episode, when they had a few weeks to prepare, so we only read a little bit of, of the book. Righto. And then we decided we needed more time, so we, we've had uh, about a month and a half, I think, to, mm-hmm. uh, to finish this book. And we've reached the end, and I think we probably have some thoughts and opinions and some oh my goshes and some WTFs and mm-hmm. may, maybe not so much in the LMAOs, but there's... No, uh, there's not very many LMAOs, no, I don't think. Actually, I don't really. think there were any. No. Yeah. But it was definitely a lot of OMGs and WTFs. For sure. Yeah. Show. Oh, yeah. Um, so, first of all, let's talk, let's recap about like what we already talked about with this book a little bit. Okay. Um, which I think maybe that first book club episode was like kind of like a prequel to book club because the whole time we were lamenting the fact that we were reading a book. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to uh, read a book. It's hard. Books. Yeah. So I think we're, we're a little bit over that now, I guess. We're to- I'm totally over that. I zipped through the last part of this book, like for sure. I was definitely way faster reading the end than I was the beginning. But I think that might have to do with the fact that, as we said in the other episode, the beginning of this book, the first 200 pages are just like, sorry, boring. Right, yeah. They are, because it's just like a bunch of characters. You don't know any of them. And there's a lot of of talk about families that you don't, you're trying to learn what you're reading and it's like, it's a lot of work <laughs> Yeah, at the beginning. It's um, a very good way of putting it. This yeah. book is work, yeah. at least at the beginning, but then it gets, it gets rolling and you're just like, uh, so yeah, it's OMG. a real page turner, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, I didn't realize until about page, I don't know, 350, that there's a character list in the back of the book. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no, I could have been using that the whole time. So FYI to anyone who hasn't read this yet, make use of the uh, character glossary at the end of the book because it's quite helpful. It's got everything split up into families and like the history of the family and everything. I bet you didn't have that in the audio book. Did you did not have that? Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, that, that was helpful. Yeah. Um, so I think, um, to sort of kick off the conversation, um, let's talk about the fact that 
this book is like everyone's freaking out over this series. And I'm not sure. I think maybe a lot of it has to do with the most of it has to do with the show. But I don't know. How many of your friends are watching or reading Game of Thrones? Quite a few, actually. And and they were they were fans of it from from the start. Uh, in terms of the TV series, they were tuning in right away when it was on HBO. Mm-hmm. And I have so I have some friends that just watched the the TV series and are, and are into it, and other friends who who read the books first and were super duper into it from that angle. And then also the series. Right. I know I was seeing people read this book a few years ago, like when it first came out. Um, I, I know my brother was reading it from the beginning. Um, and I know a bunch of people that have read the books and um, I, I don't know. I think, I think it's pretty, pretty darn popular. Yeah, it is. And I, and I would say that I'm, I'm definitely of my little, tiny nerd circle of friends, I am definitely a late bloomer when yeah. it comes to to getting interested in in exploring this this universe. Yeah. Um the garbage truck is coming down my street right now. It's kinda Sorry. loud. Taking out the trash. Taking out the trash. They take out right. some of those Lannisters, throw them in the Yeah. Yeah. Throw them in the trash. <sighs> oh, there goes Tanny. I knew this would happen. We had a few um, a few points that some people have made to us that I thought we should probably talk about um, before we really get into the discussion because a lot of these are more overall questions. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask them. Okay. 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 Here we go. <clears throat> um, Twitter user at Rachem12 asked. Um, basically if she should get into this series because she's a Harry Potter fan and a Lord of the Rings fan and she likes a lot of nerdy stuff and she's wondering if Game of Thrones is a worthwhile expedition yes. for somebody who's those fans. Yes, yes, God, yes. Is that an acceptable answer? <laughs> it's, it's really different from Harry Potter. I know, that's what I was going to say. It's not Harry Potter at all. Right. In fact, I would say the proportion of magic to like history type fictional history is like there's like one ounce of magic and 12 ounces of history. I mean, it's way more family, you know, historical of a story than it is magic. At least now. Well, it's all, it's all about the, the, the familial, and political intrigue and the backstabbing and angling for power and positions of authority and, and all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. you're right, though. The, the magic is like a way, way distant backseat. Right. At least for now. I mean, the way this book ended makes me think there's going to be a lot more in the next book. Well, I think that two, two of the three primary storylines in the book are set up for yeah future shenanigans right totally yeah you're talking about john well john yeah the wall and daenerys so yeah yeah totally um so i think yes you should get into it um i'm not sure like i've never seen the show we should probably cover the show um but it's one of those things where I, I'm not sure if the show is like true to the book. If it is, that might be a good place to start. It's it's my understanding that at least the first season, I don't know about the second season so much, but uh, I know at least the first season I think is pretty pretty true to the book. And I think one of the things that they're thinking about with the TV series is at some point they're going to run out of books to adapt. Yeah, because they can make the shows faster than than George Martin Double R Martin seems to be writing them. So they're going to catch up at some point, and then the 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 show would theoretically be a a departure 
But again, like from what I understand, um, the the series is is pretty pretty faithful to the book, and I, I actually just bought uh, season one on iTunes mm-hmm. yesterday, and uh, have all those queued up to to start checking them out. So, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I definitely think yes, you should get into it. Um, it depends on whether you want to invest a lot of reading time or watching time, but I think either one would be a good way to go. So, yeah. Um, it's definitely nerd approved. Second question we got um, from Twitter also. At New Horizons 12 asked us, uh, what would you two say Game of Thrones is? I thought it was a mystery story overall. So what genre do we think this book is under? I don't think I'd say that it's really a mystery. I don't really know if I would either. We know the we know I think maybe the only mystery doing right what. now. It's just that the only mystery right now is John's plot, I think. Right. That's true. Because, because we don't know where those zombified yeah. people came from. But I think um yeah, I don't know if I would say it's a mystery either. Yeah. The obvious, the obvious answer is to say, well, of course it's a fantasy novel, which which it is. But it's, I think, if you take that as at face value, then it kind of begs the question: Well, what the hell is a fantasy novel? What are we fantasizing about? Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? So, yeah, like 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 I was saying just a minute ago, I think. I think really what it's about is the the maneuvering and intrigue and I don't know what label like I don't know what genre label you really put on those things. I know cuz it's like maybe suspense. I guess, yeah. I don't know. It's more of I do I really want to say that it's like a historical book because well but it's not though but i mean but it's the reason why i say that is because i know it's not real i mean it's it's fictional but historical fiction but it's like the way it unfolds it's all very chronological Mm -hmm. it's all you know not all of its action a lot of it's just family relationships right i i know i know what you mean and that's that's definitely true. I mean, but yeah, like we say it's fantasy, and I think that's true, but it's almost like what part of it is fantasy? There are parts, but like we were saying before, the magic, is that fantasy? Magic? Like what makes fantasy? <laughs> now we're getting all deep, I guess. Well, but like, I think, what makes I it think a that's fantasy? a good, I think that's a damn good question, actually. And I'm, I'm I'm glad I'm glad that uh, New Horizons thirteen or whatever fake oh. name. <laughs> wow, twelve. So oh, sorry. Okay, uh, I'm glad that they asked this question because I think it's it's a good one. You know what is what is fantasy? What makes fantasy? And all I can all I can say is I have to qualify whatever opinion or philosophy I have about it by saying that I really don't have that much experience with reading fantasy novels or watching fantasy movies or stuff like that. I've played played some D&D, always been very interested in that, and D&D is, is predominantly a fantasy setting-based game. So I guess, you know, having said that, to me what fantasy is 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 generally this this generally medieval-esque type setting that has some elements of magic or unusual creatures, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, so to me I, I- I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. You're, you're uh, I was just going to say, to me, that's those are like the baseline ingredients. But it's not always 
sometimes I think it's it's more grounded. What's it, it, a, a better way of putting this? Sometimes I think the stories are more grounded in our our type of reality or our type of history than others. Which yeah. I which I think a Game of Thrones really sort of fits that mold. Because for I totally get what you're saying with it's kind of historical in nature because if you took a if you took away the whole Dragon Age thing and the whites and all of that stuff then this becomes basically Arthurian Tudor That's what I was type going to say yeah. Arthurian and I, I I totally agree uh let me put this in there because we're on the topic right now a listener Chris said basically that point was that it's kind of a combination of Lord of the Rings and Tudor history um so this is this is why I'm thinking this is why it's different than Lord of the Rings Lord of the Rings has different species of people and, you know, like more, um, more aspects of it are obviously fictional. Like, you know, you have hobbits and wizards and dwarfs and elves and, you know, all different types of people that get together to have this adventure. But in this book, we have different races but we don't own I mean, different families, but they're all human. You know, there's no, there's no obvious tone of, um, this is a different world and a different time. Like, I mean, we, we, we get that medieval sense, but you know, like you said, other than the, the dragon age stuff and, and, um, some of the minor fantasy aspects, this could just be a medieval story. Yeah, Exactly. And that's what I think, that's why it's sort of a little bit hazier than Lord of the Rings, because there isn't as much of that, you know, um, freedom to create like different races or not races, species of, um, you know, people type creatures. (laughs) So, you know what I mean? So, right. It's, it's, here's, here's the difference is it's all about. And you could you can say the same thing about science fiction, which uh, which I probably will in just a second. But Game of Thrones is about the the characters; it's about the people. And at this point in in the story, at least in the first book of the series, everything else those other again, like we said, the magical elements, stuff like that, that's all sort of secondary. Right. Now, I think you can say the same thing about, I think Star Wars is is the perfect example of this, where you you ask a hundred people on the street what genre is Star Wars. And probably 90 or 95 of those people are going to say, well, it's science fiction, duh. Mm -hmm. But Star Wars is a little bit more than that. Because in, in science fiction, at least in some people's definition of science fiction, the, the technology is a big part of the story. Right. The science. The science is a big part of the story. And I think in fantasy, traditionally, I don't know, maybe, you know, people correct me if if I'm wrong here, but I think a lot of times in, in fantasy, the fantastic part of it is why we call it fantasy and not... Uh, politicy, right? Or fantasy, because <laughs> it's about families or whatever. Yeah. So, I'm looking. Maybe at- that's the, maybe mm-hmm. that's the difference. Is is so like like Game of Thrones is to fantasy as Star Wars is to science fiction, right? 
I would totally agree with that statement. I'm looking up just to see what genre it's depicted as in um, Wikipedia because we're not sponsored by them, but we should be. Um, Star Wars is listed as an epic space opera franchise. Right. Exactly. totally makes sense. Exactly. Just like space story. And right. it's very epic because it 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 goes over a lot of a lot of um time and several different stories and separating stories right. and and because but, the the hyperdrive on the millennium falcon is not the point of the story. Exactly. They have the hyperdrive just so they can drive to another planet. Right. Um that's yeah. And then I'm looking up Game of Thrones on Wikipedia, and it's listed as a series of high fantasy or medieval fantasy. Okay. So it basically it is just fantasy. So mid so medieval fantasy would would make sense. That's what it says for me. the show. Okay. For the book, it just says high fantasy. Okay. Um. Now, like we might just be totally clueless because We're maybe just, it gets yeah. more fantastical in the next few books. You know. I I can only imagine that it does. Yeah, because I mean the like, last chapter of the book is the freaking yes. dragons being born. Yes. And she's how oh my god, how awesome is that? That was so cool. Daenerys is a she's just the the champion. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's a champ. badass. Uh, she is and I love how she um like starts to own that. You know, like she just sort of starts being like, "Listen, you know, I'm the blood of the dragon, so listen to me. And she just starts being like, I don't care if you're listening or not, because I'm just going to tell you what to do anyway. She's awesome. Yeah. She totally grows into her position. And in a short period of time, too. It's crazy. Because mm-hmm. when she marries him, she's like, what, 14? Yeah. And then I think, you know, she gets pregnant and it's like almost the end. of the, She's probably like 15 at that point. Mm-hmm. She's yeah, I think, an adult. I think a, like She's a, a grown woman. Yeah. I think maybe what, like two years passes? In yeah. The book? Some, because Sansa, sure. like if you look at her, her story arc, she goes from like, not being, like she, she hasn't quite hit puberty yet. Yeah, she's when the book starts, smart. and then she's she hits puberty, and then you know gets married, and well, she's not married. Falls in love, and she's betrothed. Well, betrothed, yeah. yeah. Which hopefully will end. Yeah. Or maybe she'll marry him and then like kill him somehow. Okay, I want to talk about yeah. characters. Yeah. This is getting so. Me. Do we do we have any other questions or do no, we? No, that was pretty much all okay. we got. Yeah, um, I think maybe everyone's kind of just wondering what the deal is with this book. Yeah. So now you know. Now they know. Um, so, okay. By the way, I'm so fired up this episode that I'm standing at my desk. I've got my my boom arm from my microphone. Oh, you're standing? Yeah. I'm standing up. I'm like kind of moving around. <laughs> if, if, if I had my webcam on and we were doing video, you'd see my gut. My fat freaking gut just like <laughs> right in front of the laptop. Stop. Oh, All right. Characters. Well, okay. Characters. Um, okay. I'm totally pumped too because I, I love the characters in this book. My one of my questions I had for you though was I have you ever have you ever done this where you have a book this book when you read it it goes from chapter to chapter it's like a different point of view and um it doesn't necessarily it usually ends on a cliffhanger and then it goes to another character and another character and another and you have to wait like three or four chapters to get back to where that cliffhanger was you know what I'm saying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so were there any character chapters or names of characters where when you would flip the page and it said their name, that was the chapter next? Were you ever like, oh, man, or not flip the page because you read it, but were you disappointed to 
Yeah, it was like, any of like come on, get back to... Let's, like, let's which, do more Daenerys. Yeah, like uh, which character would get that reaction in you? Tyrion. Me too! <laughs> yeah. I like him, I'm sorry. It's Tyrion? I yeah. like him too. I always... See, you listen to the audio recording, which is good because otherwise we would just be mispronouncing everything. Because <laughs> I thought it was Tyrion. No, it's Tyrion. And then I thought it was Sansa. It's Sansa, like a northerner. Sansa. Hi, I'm Sansa. Sansa, so, Sansa. Is it Sansa? I think either way. You know, there's... Um, if you if you go on iTunes... Uh, my friend Perry actually suggested this to me after our first episode. If you go on iTunes, there's a bunch of like free-to-download little vignettes that kind of explain Game of Thrones just a little bit and, and give you the character backgrounds somewhat. Oh, cool. And, and there's, there's actually some discrepancies on pronunciation in, within those little videos. Uh, like George Martin says a character's name one way, and then the producers or the actor says it a little bit different way. Huh. So, but it's Ty- well, Tyrion. Tyrion? Yeah. Man, the whole time I was saying Tyrion, but okay. Um, You're thinking of Tyrone, his twin no. brother. No, I wasn't thinking of Tyrone. <laughs> There's no Tyrone. I know. There's Tywin. Yeah, there is. That was confusing. Yeah. Um. Okay, so, no, I like him. I did, and there were actually a few chapters where... Uh, like towards the middle of the book, I was all about Tyrion, 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 and um, I was like excited to get to his chapters. But towards the end, after he left Caitlin, I was a little bit less excited to hear from from him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He just got kind of boring towards the end of the book. What do you think about that? Well, I think it's. I think they're setting him up for. For a different path, right? Because it, in the first uh, first parts of the book, he's <laughs> he's this kind of wisecracking, sort of mis- more mischievous I liked, than anything else, which I yeah. really liked about him. I liked the way he rea- he acted with John a lot. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think they're setting him up and for the future books to. To have a more serious role. I'm still confused as to whether he's going to end up being a true Lannister or if he's going to really sort of side with the Starks because he's such an outcast from his family. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen with him. If I were him, I wouldn't want to hang out with the Lannisters. No way. They're terrible. Especially since at the end of the book, you know, his brother is captured and they think he's as good as dead but he's not he's still alive but like the father is basically like now being nice to Tyrion because he's like the only son he has left and I and Tyrion's like uh that's really shitty basically because this is the only reason why you're nice to me now because your real son is captured and, but he doesn't say that out loud. He just thinks it. So I'm wondering if he's like, just going to be bitter about this and kind of, um, do his own thing because now he's sort of going to be trying to rule more, I guess they're putting him in the, in the castle. Right. So that he can make better decisions than stupid Joffrey. Okay. Here's a question for you. Who is a worse human being? Joffrey? Dro- Joffrey? <laughs> Or Viserys, or Gaius Baltar. You guys, I was going to say, I knew you were going to bring up Gaius Baltar. Um, oh man, it, I don't know. It's a tie between Viserys and and uh, Joffrey. I think Gaius is a pretty terrible person, but. I don't know. I don't know because he's very shady. It's like, do you want your terrible people to be upfront about it, or do you want them to be secretively terrible? 
Right. I don't know, man. That's a hard choice. I think I really particularly hate Joffrey because he's so young and you can see him getting worse and worse. And um, like Viserys is Daenerys's brother and he is horrible to her and to everybody and just basically thinks he, you know, he's a prince. So everyone needs to bow down to him. And he's just like a terrible, selfish, horrible human being. But then he dies. Oh, yeah. Spectacularly. Yeah. Oh, that was a great death. Why don't you yeah. describe that? That was that was sweet. Okay, so so Viserys gets drunk one night, and I forget the name of the the exact name of the the city that they're in, or whatever you want to call it. But but basically, they're they're in the uh, uh, Cal Drogo's like their sacred city, mm-hmm. and so. They're they're having like a party or whatever, you know, debauchery is going on. Yeah, they're roast, real debauchery, roasting a pig, orgy. Yeah, having the whole things in front of everybody. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. And um, so Viserys gets drunk, and he's like, "All right, this is my Viserys Viserys voice." Okay, here we go. <clears throat> All right, man. So look, <sighs> I'm here for my Emma effing crown. You feel me? I want my crown. And that's a very subtle Viserys voice. I was picturing more like, <laughs> I want my crown, dude. <laughs> Give it to me. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to play it more like he's so drunk that he can barely swear. Because otherwise, this episode will just have the explicit tag. <laughs> but I'll, let me I, let me reset, and I can go in, in that direction. Yeah. Okay, so he's like, "Look, I want the crown. That's why I'm here. Give me the GD crown." And then he takes out his sword. Give me. And he basically points it right at Daenerys's gut. She's pregnant at the time. And he's like, look, do it, you know, you, you gotta do what I say, I'm or slice. I'm gonna or I'm gonna cut this baby out right now. I'll slice it. Yeah. And so Cal Drogo's like, You want your crown? I got your crown right here, buddy. Get you a crown. This is way less exciting without all the cursing. Yeah, I know. But it's it's keep going. Yeah. So yeah, I want the crown. You want the crown? So Cal Drogo's homies, he so so uh, Viserys was like, oh okay, you're gonna give me the crown. That's he's like, bro, uh, that's all I ever wanted. Okay, <laughs> so I want my crown. It's just, really, just all I we, ever wanted. So we, we're cool it's now. We're cool now. Okay, cool. So I'm just gonna like bow down <laughs> yeah. here and re- get so ready for like, you to put the crown on my it's head. All, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. So then Cal Drogo's guys grab Viserys, his posse, grab him, and Cal takes a bunch of like gold medallions and stuff, puts them into a hot pot, melts them down, pours the molten gold right on Viserys' head. There's your crown, MFR. Boom! Boom! Drop that mic, mother! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's hardcore. What? Ah, uh, that is like yeah, King Midas style. That was the dumbest uh, reenactment of any scene in any book ever. But no, it was okay. okay. It was good. No, it was really right. good. It was just it's it was only okay because we couldn't swear too much. That's true. That's true. Okay. But that was awesome. Very good. Thank you, the nerd novice players. Uh, okay so yeah now he is a crown basically so he can go take that and smoke it yeah um so that was sweet yeah he was jerk so i don't really count him anymore because he's not alive so he was bad but 
he's off the list. So now the other two right. people we need to judge between are Joffrey and Gaius Baltar. Right. What is your like instinctual choice? Go. Baltar. Really? Baltar's worse because he's an adult and he's making those horrible decisions. Joffrey's just a little pooper. He's also inbred. Yeah. Right. Which makes you a little bit insane. Yeah. Yeah. So, but also Joffrey, oh my Lord Almighty. When he did that part when freaking Ned was like my favorite character, by the I way. I know. I didn't, I didn't really see that coming. I didn't either. I thought he was going to live. Yeah. He didn't live. That's for sure. The Starks do not do well in this book. I love the Starks. Oh, I love them too. I but know. But they, they, they pretty much lose in this book. Yeah. But, okay, let's get to that. But let me just say, when Joffrey was like, <clears throat> here's my decision. Sansa and my mother think that I need to spare this man. And he looks over at her and smiles and he pauses and he's like, yeah, but I'm not gonna cause screw them. I'm a man and they're feeble women. Chop his head off. And then they chop off his head. Yep. It's like, I was, I was reading the book and I literally that, like that dialogue, exactly. I read it and cause like it, it goes, he says it, and then he smiles at Sansa, and I was like, aw. And then it was like, but I'm not going to do that. And I was like, <gasps> no! <laughs> I was like outside on my porch, and I just gasped really loud and just yelled, no! Yeah. And then I texted you a million smiley, or crying face. <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> um, okay, back to what we were saying before, the Starks. They do not fare well in this book. However... However, I think that besides Ned getting his head chopped off, all of what happened to all of these different Stark characters, Arya and Sansa, Bran, Caitlin, Rob, Rickon, they all are like setting up to totally kick butt. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they're all currently in the position to like rock everybody's world mm-hmm. john too did i say john because like <clears throat> okay so sansa this whole entire book has been a freaking idiot the whole book i mean she's like what 11 she's got a crush on joffrey she's like a romantic so she's like <clears throat> you know we're betrothed and he loves me and emma got dresses and lemon cakes and it's so exciting and she's just like stupid the whole time she ruins everything when she tells the queen that they were gonna escape she like blabs even though her dad said don't tell anyone and yeah. she did and she blabs and then and then the whole battle starts so thanks a lot yeah Sansa. good job so she's an idiot the whole time. And they like basically hold her hostage in the castle. And, but at the end, finally she like, Oh man, that way that they described, um, she was like, how could she have thought that Joffrey was beautiful? His lips look like worms and like his skin is so gross. And it was like so awesome the way they described his lips looking like giant fat worms. Yeah. I was like, her vision of him is totally changing. So at the end of the book, she um, is now, you know, opening her GD eyes and seeing that this is not a good person. So like, what's her tactic now? So I think, you know, she's basically decided at the end of the book, I'm going to keep saying what I need to say and doing what I need to do, but this is not okay. So that's kind of like setting her up to eventually kick some butt. Eventually. She's like scheming at this point. So she's, she's got an interesting path ahead of her. Arya escapes from the castle, is still in town, I think, because uh, she witnesses her father's death. 
but she's sta- saved by Yorin, the guy from the the black the Night Watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's basically—I mean, she's already the whole time has been ready to kick some butt because Arya's awesome. Uh, Caitlin, you know, sort of like loses her um, motherly like the weakness of being a mother, which is like always just wanting to stay home with your baby all the time. She loses that because she realizes she needs to do more. So she's ready to kick some butt. Mm-hmm. Bran is a cripple, but him and Rickon are sort of like seeing visions and starting to um, like <clears throat> they have their own prophecy sort of. Right. Which is, John. which is, is one of the examples of where, the fantastical elements yeah. of it kind of something's come in. going on with and Brandt. plus he rides he rides around on Hodor yeah that's and that's so awesome Hodor I want to yeah. see Hodor in the TV show I know so do I yeah I'm picturing like Andre the Giant who is in Princess Bride by the way um and then John totally awesome too so I feel like all the Starks sort of lost a lot in this book but they're all like ready to rock you know what I'm saying. I feel ya. So yeah. I'm excited to see what they do next. Yeah. Okay. Arya. Let me just say, I cannot stop picturing Arya as a miniature Anya from Buffy. Yeah, totally. Because Anya is a very similar name to Arya. Mm-hmm. And I always picture little, little Emma Caulfield yeah. running around with a sword. That's all I'm picturing. Yeah. That's that comment. Um, so, okay. So the Starks, Daenerys, they're awesome. What is Daenerys's role here? Let's figure this out. I have a theory. Okay. Do you want me to just say it? Well, yeah. Nevisophus it. <laughs> I think I think Daenerys is going to become queen. Yeah. Yep. I mean, she already was calling herself queen. Mm-hmm. I think she's like the the Jesus. She's dragon Jesus. Yeah. And Mary wrapped up into one. Mm-hmm. She's a floor wax and a dessert topping <laughs> of high fantasy. She is. Yeah. She's like going to save everybody. Mm-hmm. Because it's funny how, like, the whole time she's never really been involved in the in the fights between the Lannisters and the Starks. Like, she's kind of off in her own little yeah venture. Even though, like, it's funny because it's almost like two <coughs> two separate worlds with them, like the Starks and Lannisters, and then Daenerys and her clan. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's parts where they sort of overlap, where like the where King Robert was talking about killing her and everything. So, like, they know she exists and they know she's out there, but at this point, she's kind of off in her own little, um, like, coming of age almost, you know? She's becoming something right now. Mm-hmm. She's totally going to kick butt, and I think she's going to save everybody. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, she's awesome. Well, I mean, and I've been seeing all these tweets about how awesome she is from the show, and I want to know what she does so bad. I hope she kills Cersei, or however you say the queen's name. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to end well for the Lannisters. Well, they're what obviously the bad people. Yeah. So. What I haven't figured out yet is is whether or not the Starks end up triumphant because they're basically the good guys right yeah i mean they're like noble and true yeah and so i just haven't figured out if i think that they're gonna yeah i I just i don't know who's gonna win between like daenerys and the starks I don't know if anyone's gonna win maybe it doesn't come to that yeah i don't think it's gonna come to that i think it's gonna be She's like the savior. Like, I feel like she's going to be the one that fixes, you know, all of the issues that are going on right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I keep wondering? Um, you know how, like, the seasons are, like, super long and whatever? Yeah. I keep thinking of Narnia. Like, is it because of some curse or is that just the way it is there? 
I wonder. I don't think it was really... I don't think they ever really said. Just other like, than... Isn't it, okay, this is what I'm We have really about. long seasons. But, like, in different areas of the world, there are different seasons going on right now, right? Like, it was like the Starks are the family of winter or something. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that in Winterfell, it's winter? But not always. Okay. So right now, everywhere it's summer? Well, the whole thing is... Well... No, not everywhere. That's why I'm confused. Yeah. But the whole... The the whole winter is coming, like... The whole deal is there... The Starks are in Winterfell, and who is it? San... Is it Sansa or... Uh... Arya, they've never, they haven't lived through a winter yet. Bran hasn't either. Bran hasn't either. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, yeah. Sansa. 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 Um, <laughs> well, no, and then there was something about um, the wall was melting. Right, because the, the wall is ice. Yeah. So that kind of symbolizes like an end of, because um, like the wall, okay, the wall, I'm just, I'm trying to picture... Actually, I should look at the map that's in my book. Stop it. She wants to go out and play out outside in the happy weather. All right. Um, the wall. Okay, I'm looking at a map. Have you ever looked at a map of this? I uh, glanced at it. I meant to study it, but I didn't get the opportunity. Okay. So, okay. So, the wall blocks off the haunted forest. Ooh, do you hear her? She's like a scary flower. Petunia <laughs> with teeth. Um, so the wall like is, is made of ice, but it, blo- it blocks off this like peninsula. Oh my god, I can't concentrate with her like this. I'm sorry. That's okay. It blocks off this peninsula, and um, they're talking about at the end the um, John and the the other night night watch people are talking about going beyond the wall. So d- I think they're going to go into the forest and sort of investigate about what's happening out there. Um, <clears throat> so, but then they were talking about the wall melting. So to me, that kind of means like like everything's about to get really crazy because we don't know what's out there in the haunted forest. Probably more zombies. I think it's going to like invade their world a little bit, you right. know, right. like everything's going to get totally screwy. Right. And so I, think I think Daenerys is going to be the one to save. Like she's, she's basically the, the savior of, of that future scenario. Right. Yeah, I think I think what'll happen is there'll be a big showdown between the uh between the whites and the uh what is it, Dothrathis? Mm-hmm. Um Dothrakis. Dothraki people. Yeah. And yeah, I th- I think that's all that's what they they seem to be gearing towards for sure. Yeah. I don't know what's gonna happen. Because she's, I mean, this is like perfect. She's like both at this point. So she's got to be the savior. Because mm-hmm. she married into them. Right. Well, she's got some dragons up in this. Mm-hmm. What up? So, yeah. This is crazy. Um. <clears throat> So, okay, so the whole thing with um, the, like, zombie stuff. Yeah. What's that about? And it only happened once. That's the weird thing. So what's going to happen? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, There's... How many other books are there that have already been written? I think there's four out right now. Four total. Four, four right now, and hasn't yeah. he promised six? Um, I forget. I should, I should really know that. But. The sixth book is being written. There's five out now. Okay. The sixth book is being written. Um, 
I don't know if there's going to be more than that, though. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. But, I mean, clearly there's still a long, long ways to go before yeah. stuff gets resolved. Totally. Now, what, what I don't know is whether... I mean, I'm sure that there's, there's new characters that will be introduced in in the subsequent books but i don't know if it's fall if it follows really the same generation of characters mm-hmm. because you know how a lot of a lot of uh <clears throat> fantasy books will follow families through like multiple generations right well um in the end of this book there is a preview for the next book a little like um couple pages mm-hmm. and the name of the um chapter is theon theon Greyjoy is the character that it's talking about and we haven't really seen him I've, i remember Greyjoy. who's Greyjoy's? look house Greyjoy. the Greyjoys of pike claim descent from the great king of the age of the heroes who was in this um i don't know who these people are who were the Greyjoys? I'm trying to remember. Uh, I don't... I remember them mentioning don't them. Don't recall. But I don't really know. Don't recall. They were kind of a minor... I'm looking to... Looking in the character list. Um, yeah. The Iron Kings, the Greyjoys. I don't remember who... Um, <clears throat> We've seen one of them before, but I don't remember who we saw. Oh, Theon. Yeah, we did see him. He's he's a, a ward of um, oh, yeah, Lord yeah. Eddard Stark. Yeah, yeah, so he's been around. So he's going to be a bigger character because the preview for the next book uh, is in the first chapter that they show is his chapter. Okay. So. Right on. Well, yeah, I think there are going to be new characters, and I don't know how it's going to go, but I'm sure we're just going to kind of stick to this sort of skeleton of, like, Starks, Lannisters, and um, Daenerys. Yeah. Yeah, that that would seem to be the case. Do you think Jamie's going to die? I hope so. Yeah. He's a piece of work. He's a... Banging his sister. Ew. Ew. Yeah. God. So here's here's the the golden question that I have for you, Miss Megan, mm-hmm. is would you would you want to live in the Game of Thrones universe? No. Yeah. Because I don't want to get raped. Yeah, not so much on the <laughs> rapage. Terrible. Like, that's pretty much. Yeah. The answer to that. Yeah. Because here's the thing: the women in this book are totally starting to rock a lot and i know that um one of my friends who's read this um said that she almost thinks it's a story about about women more and um like that's nice but they also aren't treated well currently Mm -hmm. like they get hit a lot and raped a lot like the dothraki people are just sick they're sick. Yeah. Like, they're like, that's the way it's always been. Well, stop, because that's gross. Like, just freaking, it's like the whole um, concubine thing, times a million. Mm-hmm. And they just like, ew, like Daenerys had to eat a horse heart and everything. I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. So, no, I wouldn't want to live in this world. I would live in Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't live in Game of Thrones. Yeah. What about you? I'd have to agree. I mean, it se- it seems like it seems like they probably have pretty good barbecue in Game of Thrones, <laughs> and probably pretty good beer. But the banging, like they they've got banging, like the three B's, right? Yeah. Beer, barbecue, and banging. <laughs> but their banging is a little bit too weird for me. I'm not out there enough it's for for orgy, what they do. Orgy oriented. Yeah. I'm I'm like one on one kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Beer, barbecue, and banging. Please make a bumper sticker out of that. 
<laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. Because, like, I mean, we got all of that stuff in Lord of the Rings, but it all seems pretty normal. I think I'd rather live there. Yeah. They got some good BBQ. Yeah. The Hobbits do, for sure. Mm-hmm. They're eating a lot. Yeah. yeah. I would make a good hobby. Except, you know, you know the elves are vegetarians. Whatever. I'm not an elf. <sighs> Boring. Yeah. Lame. You go hang out with the, the dwarves. Yeah. Oh, now, man. Those dudes would have some good barbecue. I think I would want to be a hobbit more, though. Just because they are a little bit more... They're like me, where I don't want to see anything bad. I just want to live happy all mm-hmm. the time. Right. And in a big hill with a giant circular door. Yep. And... Have six meals a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen to that. What up? Yeah. Um. So. So, okay. So, I guess the next question would be, do you, do you see yourself, because we probably have to start wrapping it up a little bit here. Yes. Um, do you see yourself reading... The subsequent books? Yes, I was going to ask you the same thing. I was going to ask you, and I'll answer that, but I was going to ask you, when you closed, well, when you turned off your CD player, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> when my it, cassette I, tape? Yeah. Was it really? No. Oh my god, I was no. about to have a heart attack. Um, when I closed the book, when you stopped listening, did you want to immediately pick up the next one? That was my question for you. So, let me answer your question, and that is, I would like to read the rest, yes. Um, but I'm tempted to just watch it. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, finish the story by watching the show. I, I actually feel the same exact way. I, I really want to know what happens, mm-hmm. but I don't think I want to go through the... I hate to say ordeal, because it did end up being a pleasure and I to, did to end read up, this story. Yeah. But it was work. It was work. It's. Uh, but maybe it, if it wasn't for timeline, we would like it better. Maybe, but I, I think for me, it even more so than the deadline, it just has to do with with my weird situation where I I spend so much time in the car. So that, if I want to do any reading as an audiobook, that's really kind of where I have to do it. Because I get home so late. Like, if I start to read a physical book in bed, like, I last ten minutes and I'm done. Mm-hmm. So I can't, I can't really, unless my life changes, I can't really, like, sit down and read a dead tree or an ebook. Mm-hmm. I'd have to listen to another audiobook. And I don't think that I want to read. I don't think I want to listen to an audiobook of these stories. Yeah. Was it? But bad? the TV show, it it got better. Okay. It was really hard at first, like those first two hundred pages equivalent or whatever of the audiobook was like. Oh man. <sighs> It was like, holy crap, you know, swerving yeah. off the road practically. <laughs> um, well, but it got it got way better, but it just... I, I want to see this. Yeah, I want to see it. I just want to see it. I, 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 feel, I feel bad because... Because I know that's not the, the, the politically correct thing as a nerd is. You know, that's not the... the the nerd, the nerdly correct thing to to feel, but it's the truth. Yeah, you know what though, I I agree. I think maybe in the end, I just want to see this, but at the same time, I might try to read the next book because I ended up having a nice little routine there going for a while, where I was like reading every day, mm-hmm. and I kind of liked it. Yeah, and I didn't do it at night as much as I did in the morning when I was drinking my coffee. Like now that the weather's nice. I go out on my little screen and porch pretty much every morning. And um, it was nice to have that little routine for a little while. Yeah. So I might, I might try to read the next book. Because I got this one at Half Price Bookstore. Mm-hmm. And um, if I can find the other one there for like, you know, eight bucks or whatever, I might do it. Yeah. Um, or maybe, or but, maybe go to the library. 
Yeah, but there's nothing to say that um, I won't watch it at the same time because that might be what happens. Right. Um, the library is all good, but I always feel bad because I take so long to read books that I have to renew them. And I always feel bad that somebody's waiting. Hmm. And I keep renewing the book. Mm-hmm. So. Well, but if there's... And usually at a lot of libraries, you can't renew something if, if it's on a waiting list. That's true. So don't feel bad. It's true. Well, anyway. Um, yeah. So, hey, uh, we should talk about what our next book is. Totally. Yeah. Our next book's going to be a little bit more um, lighthearted and um, picture-y. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so what's our next book, Jim? The Kama Sutra. <laughs> Right? That would fit that description, yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going off what you just said. <laughs> no, that's not it at all. This was basically the Kama Sutra of this book. Yeah, Let's pretty much. Yeah. Um, okay, one one last time. I know I mentioned this before in the last episode. George R.R. R. Martin. Nice. Filthy, 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 naughty man. Naughty man. Dude. Dude. Dude, like, like, dude, I know, man, he's, he's a, he's a dirty, dirty SOB. I just, I just have a feeling that George Martin, he's a creeper. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure I'm by all accounts. He's extraordinarily nice. Oh yeah. I just, I just have, I just have this feeling that like when he goes to Comic-Con or any other convention, George R.R. R. Martin can get like anything he wants. Yeah. Okay. Like, let's anything. Talk about the fact that I'm sure as a high school grocery store cashier, I have experienced creepy old men and I think he's definitely one of them. He like flirts with the cashier when he goes through the line and he has like a big thing of bananas and he's like, Hey, (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, that's George double R Martin. (laughs) And thus goes down the drain. Any chance we would ever have, of interviewing him on this show. It's fine. He probably won't listen to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I <it's> guess. <laughs> <laughs> filthy, filthy man. Yes. And I love him for it. Yes. I. Yes, me too. <laughs> this book's kind of hot. It's a little hot. It's, it's little not hot. as hot as Battlestar Galactica. Uh, no, I think it's way hotter than Battlestar. Yeah, anyways. Well, okay. Any, we're not going to talk about this. All right. So let's, we're not. So we're not reading the Kama Sutra. No, we're not. We're well, reading, what are we reading? We're reading a comic book called Marvels. Who's the author? Kurt Busick is the writer. Alex Ross is the illustrator. So it's going to be good. I already bought it like forever ago. I actually yeah. bought it the same day I bought this book. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, because it was at half price, so I bought it. Yeah. Or no, I lied. No, I didn't. It was on Amazon for really cheap. I got it from Amazon. But I did buy the Buffy comic, one of the Buffy comics at half price that day. Anyway. Um, awesome. So we're reading Marvels. Yep. So it's, coming up. it's a great graphic novel. I'm sure you guys will enjoy. And, and we will the, talk about that in one month. Yep. The way you described it to me was that if I am not a huge comic book reader, it would be a really good one for me to read. So yes. that's what we're saying to you yep. guys. Yeah, it's it's superhero stories told from the perspective of someone who is essentially a bystander. Sweet. Yeah. I think you guys will dig it. Awesome. So for that's for our next book club episode. Mm-hmm. And then for next week, we are moving on. We are shifting gears back to Battlestar Galactica. And season three... Mm-hmm. But as we previously mentioned, we're mixing, it's a slight variation where we're actually watching Lay Down Your Burdens, parts one and two, which are actually the tail end of season two. And then the beginning of season three, we're going to be checking out Exodus, parts one and parts two. Yes. So Exodus, part one and two. Uh, the bonus episodes for... Uh, hardcore viewers would be the two that are sandwiched between the four I just mentioned. 
And those are Occupation and Precipice. Anyway, so Game of Thrones is awesome. Yay! And hopefully soon we'll talk about the show at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Well, so, um, you know, in the meantime, you should probably tweet us or email us. Our Twitter is at NerdNovice, and our email is NerdNovice at gmail.com. Um, my Twitter handle is at Megan Paletti. I'm Jay Metzendorf. And uh, we'd love to hear any comments or suggestions or, you know, insults, whatever. Yeah. Whatever you feel. Whatever you feel. Just reach out. Reach, reach out. out and touch someone. Good show. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped about this first book club full length book. We did it. That went that went well. Yeah. We hope Good you job. folks agree and we'll see you next week. See ya. Bye.